how is it going everybody we are officially one episode away from the magical number 10 somehow yeah, we've, somehow we've made it this far but yeah how would you feel one episode away what, what's the feelings going for the board it feels great like it's the nine of flied really quickly there was like a stage in the middle where i felt like 10 was never gonna come but like <laughs> the last three or four have just like flown by and like we're right here now we're literally going to be recording it next week, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool, because uh, part of me feels like it should be so much, like, longer away, but at the same time, like, how have we not hit 10 yet? Yeah, it's one of those odd ones, and it, it can't be explained either way, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and um, if <laughs> if if Ben's mic is, not mic, uh, his camera's lagging a little bit, that's my bad, my flat internet can be quite terrific at some points. But it, it shouldn't it should it shouldn't bring anything away from the show at least if you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we should be good. All right, so we'll kick we'll kick the show off with some transfer talk, and I guess the first big one of tonight, literally a couple hours ago, um, Felix to Chelsea verbal agreement. What are we thinking? How did they, how did they come uh, out think... left field with it again? Yeah, it's just, I think it's how things go nowadays, isn't it? Like, the minute you decide you want to do it, you have to commit to it, which is kind of where football's going. Like, Man United are proven if you kind of flutter with the idea of signing someone, you just end up losing out. So, it's just the way it's going. As soon as you've decided internally that it's what you want to do, you've got to commit. It's, the price tag is the main thing for me. Like, everyone knew it was going to come down. Like I said it in the last pod, they wasn't going to get what they were asking for. No. So we're looking at now 11 million for the rest of the season with no buyout clause in it, which obviously has its ups and downs. How do you feel about it? I mean, so if there's going to be no buyout clauses and they don't have to buy them, I think that's a massive dub. Just because um, it's a it's a pro anacon just because if it he, if he does bad you're not obliged to buy him are you you don't need to pay that massive 100%. you know you don't need to buy that massive fee which let's be honest is going to be around like 70 60 million however if he performs really well then atletico can you know drive that price up a little bit more can't they i don't know how long is left on his contract so i'm not sure how that exactly work but you know there's pros and cons to it so i i think it's a good thing yeah, I think like it doesn't put you in a hole, does it? Which, let's be honest, Chelsea do not need to be in at the moment. No. <laughs> they need to be making smart decisions. And this probably falls on the side of smart. Like They're basically throwing a little bit of money at the problem at the moment, but at least they're not digging themselves in a hole for the next year. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the only thing I look at Felix of Chelsea is, I feel like right now they need some, like, they need someone to come in and actually, like, be known to perform, like a like a Premier League like made like established Premier League player, you know? Like I don't know. That's your with... point for sure. Like he's 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 another risk, isn't he? He's another person that could come and score three, yeah, four, you, four you, goals you, and then what have you achieved? Exactly. You just don't you don't know what you're technically getting. Obviously he's a everybody rates him so he's good. But you just don't know how he's gonna end up, you know look how he's been doing at um Madrid. Nothing. Basically, yeah, that's just, just average. Consistently average, isn't it? Yeah. Which, which is not. Yeah, what... if you was paying him half the wages, you'd, you'd feel good about it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, if a 23 year old comes to you costing 40, 45, 40 mil, you're not really, you know, you don't care how, how well they perform, you do, but obviously not as much as if you're paying 80 million for one. So, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's completely different, isn't it? Yeah. It's fu- 
Yeah, it's interesting they talk about, like, proven... So, like, would you almost feel better if they were signing, like, Ivan Tony right now? See, I was, I was actually going to say that exact name. If if Ivan Tony didn't have all those betting allegations and charges, I, th I think even Ivan Tony to Arsenal had support. I like Ivan Tony. Yeah, he looks deadly, doesn't he, right now? Yeah. In a world where the traditional number nine, all I do is play number nine, I'm always in the six-yard box, is fading... He's really making a really good name for himself. Yeah. So You know, people like Man United and stuff like that are going to be in the market for him soon. Yeah, I mean, 100%. It's just obviously right now it's a massive grey area to see what's happening with his allegations, isn't it? I feel like he'd yeah, be getting linked to so it. many more clubs if, I guess, <laughs> he didn't have that, you know, hovering over his head. <laughs> Stupid, man. But yeah, so what, what are you taking? Let's say like over under seven, eight Premier League goals. How do we feel? Uh, see, I, I know in our group chat when we were discussing it, I said seven. But I'm going I'm to dip that down to six. Six goals in the last half of the season. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Depends. Like, if, you got, if you're playing like Pulisic, him, Ziyech, like, that's not a lot of goals. No. And obviously... If you can get Sterling fit and then you can just play the best out of Pulisic and Ziyech, whoever's performing better, then... You fancy it a bit more, and you got Havertz coming off the bench, Mount behind them. Mount's injured, though, isn't it, right now? So we don't know how long he's out for. Yeah, I hope, I hope he's all right, obviously. But yeah, yeah it's a sticky one. I think all comps, I could, yeah, again, but they're not in any comps, are they really anymore? Just Champions League, in it. Uh, could, could I see, I could see him everything total getting 10. If you include okay. everything, by the end of the season, I could see him having 10. Yeah, I mean, 10 wouldn't be too bad, though, in, you know, thinking that just in, the, just in the Champions League. I was thinking six in Prem, two two Champions League goals. So, eight. I guess I'm only two behind that you. Sounds, that sounds more reasonable, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just a little fucking hater because he might not be coming to Arsenal now, but more than likely <laughs> is it. But that, that's not the point. Yeah, I, I reckon. I think it'd be exciting for the league. I think it'd be a good addition to the league, I mean, whether it works out or not. Like, I'm like I'm going to be excited to watch a Chelsea game yeah. to see him play now. I mean, it's just a name, isn't it? Like, the the league only gets better because the names that come into it, right? Hundred percent. So now, the Premier League is the place now, and it always has been. But like, it's just ascending even more now. I think I'm I'm glad that Erling Haaland's come to um the Premier League because if he went to like Real Madrid or Barcelona, uh, Real yeah, Madrid, Barcelona, it... PSG. Just a little different. Yeah, years past, he would have been an absolute banker for Real Madrid or Barcelona, wouldn't he? Like, there's, there wouldn't even have been a debate. Like, he just would have chosen one of those two. Yeah, so it's good. It's healthy. It's good for the league. Um, I'm sure people that aren't English don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think they know what we call their leagues, but I don't think they they call them the same things. Yeah, they didn't really get the privilege of saying that about ours. <laughs> so as, as a resident Arsenal fan, where are we at with Madrid? I mean, it's quite clear that, you know, the player wants to come to Arsenal. His destination he wants to go to mm. is Arsenal. All the tweets he does, he's liked so many posts of like, you know, Arsenal fans doing designs of him with like Arsenal on him, like a jail. He's him teasing in a jail. Yeah, I mean, he's doing everything he can do from his camp to push the deal. But, you know, when... Arsenal's offering, what are we offering, like, just under 70 mil, and, you know, Chelsea wants to give them what they want, like, you know, there's not much player can do, but I just feel like 
if if Shakhtar doesn't want to sell it to us lower and Modric doesn't want to go to Chelsea, he's just going to stay in Shakhtar, isn't he? It'll be a weird impasse right now, but I think in the end of the day, if they do accept it, like he's going to have to make do with Chelsea eventually, isn't he? Because Chelsea will pay him more as well. Let's be honest, they will. They would get him over the line if they needed to. Yeah. But yeah, how do you feel? Like, let's say Arsenal chose not to for maybe like the difference of say I don't know, Chelsea bid thirteen million more than you, and you miss out because of that. How does that make you feel as an Arsenal fan? Well, I don't know. The number in my head was like, I'd accept if we paid. If we match their bid by 10 million, but 13 million is, you know, it's, just, it's getting up there now, isn't it? 13 million. The expectations come, don't they, as well? As soon yeah. as it starts getting past that 70, 80, you can't come and take time. Like we're seeing with Nunes and all these people like Grealish when he joined. You just don't get given any leeway, do you? Is yeah. it? And I think we're forgetting that, like, we have a very good left winger on our hands in Martinelli that we've just renewed contracts for, for 200k a week. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? So as as good as, you know, Mudrick does look, I've watched some highlight clips of him and he clearly looks amazing on the ball and taking people on. Like, he's clearly going to be a star. But mm. we, we have another star in our team, so, like... <laughs> Yeah, you have plenty of them at the moment. What I mean, to win the league consistently, you have to have people like that on the bench, though. But that's not the world that Arsenal live in at the moment, is there? So there's no point talking about like a fantasy world where they have amazing backup in every position. You can't. Yeah. You're just not there yet, are you? But, but that's the thing. If if we're having like a um, if we're having a backup, I'd much rather have like a Zaha or something like an experienced head that like, you know, I don't know if you'll kick up a fuss about you know. Not starting all the time, but if you can't, probably if he, not at this point. Nah, like he would come to Arsenal. You know, we're looking like we're we're in a challenge to win the league. To if he comes to us, you know, we can sub him on in the last 40, 30 minutes, do some damage. I'd much rather that than Mudrick right now. To be honest with you, I don't know if I'm the only Arsenal fan that thinks so. I see that. I like. I see your point as well. Like, if you're lining up, let's say in the FA Cup. I'd almost be more confident as well if you're starting Zaha instead yeah. of Mudrick. Mudrick's such an unknown. He could score you a hat-trick, but you know Zaha's going to play well and get you one or an assist, isn't he, in an FA Cup? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I've always been a bit of a Zaha fan, so I've, I've always wanted him to come to Arsenal, to be honest with you. But, yeah, it's weird. He's a, he's a weird kind of player, and he didn't work out in Man U, got, went back to Crystal Palace, and he's just consistently been doing well. Yeah, I mean, he'll definitely get down as a club legend there. you got to put that bit of respect on his name for kind of... He's not adamantly said, I want to stay, but he had opportunities to leave, didn't he, throughout his career? I'm sure Just whether was. they worked out at the, at the right time and stuff like that. But yeah. you got to... I mean, I don't, I don't know, but as a Crystal Palace fan, he's got to be right up there as the best players ever, haven't they, for Crystal Palace? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's played for them for so long, and I'm, I'm sure he's probably the, the most goal-scoring person they've had. Yeah, I'm probably be there, might be wrong, what? but he's going to be up there, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my kind of two cents on the whole Mudrick and Arsenal thing. I wouldn't want to see Arsenal over overspend on him when we can get other targets, in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't scream like an Arsenal buy to me. Was that um, like no Mudrick? Like I don't know. Like would he do well? Yeah, of course. But like just the way like you obviously when you become a best team in the league you got 70 percent of the ball like mudrick's blistering pace it doesn't matter if you're only playing in like 18 yards of football like he hasn't got loads of assists he doesn't have no no, no one's bragging about his build-up play no one's showing 
crazy passes he's made. No, it's just ball control. It felt like in a Man United, in like, yeah, in like a style like a Man United are playing at the moment. Counter attack, absorb the pressure on the break. Like that makes more sense for him. I'm not saying he would go Man United. I don't think he will. But like that style makes more sense for him. Yeah. But like if you went to you Man City, where like your goal is to have seventy percent of the ball, I feel like he's just gonna get like frustrated and miss a few passes. I don't. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it. He's a football yeah. player. He'll change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a weird one because his style is definitely a little bit different. But at the same time, it's still, I guess, a little bit similar to Martinelli. Martinelli's blistering fast, likes taking people yeah. on. But then Martinelli does defend quite well. He always comes back. I'm not sure what, you know, Mudrick's work rate is like. But again, how you said, you know, players can change, can't they? They are top of their game because they can just adjust. Yeah, we put players in a box, don't we, all the time? Like, this guy does this, as if they're not <laughs> able and play 50 hours a week yeah. of football to try and change that. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see what happens with Mudrick. There hasn't been much. How odd is it, though? That, like, Mudrick is both sets of fan bases are both on about paying a shitload of money, and neither fan base is mega excited about him. Nah, Arsenal, Arsenal fans really want them. Am I misjudging? I, don't uh, think. I, I think you're misjudging because there's so there's so many Arsenal tweets, Instagram posts, comments, bro. They're flooding them. They they okay. Arsenal fans want this to happen. I think Chelsea. I thought, I thought the price tag killed it for the Arsenal fans, but maybe I was wrong. Um, I think I don't know. There's a floating rumor going around that apparently the final like bit of the January transfer window, they would take like eighty million for him. So I think yeah, that's so, so I think uh the fans haven't given up yet. But yeah, the price tag is definitely, you know, at least put me off a little bit. If we do spend like hundred million on him, like what are you on about? <laughs> um, another man who's demanding a mental price tag, Enzo Fernandez. <laughs> what is the Chelsea latest? What do we know? I mean, the latest that we know is that they've never bidded as much as everybody claimed and the liars. That, yeah. You are a liar, get the fuck out. But um, yeah, apparently they haven't been actually offering as much as everybody said, and they also look like they're not really interested in buying the player anymore. I think they, I think they yeah. just don't value him that highly, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, the initial things were like they were really close to like the 110 million buyout, right? Yeah. Now it's coming out that they bid somewhere in the region of 80, and obviously that yeah. just let's be that just that just wasn't going to get it done, was it? No. In January, there was no point submitting that. I mean, you might as well just register your interest by sending a letter. There's <laughs> no me, point. One day I might buy your player. There's just no point bidding 80 in January. No. But will 80 get him in summer? Maybe. But if 80 would get him in summer, everyone will be willing to pay 80. Yeah, I think he would be much more. There's going to be so much more competition in the summer for him. So it's, I guess it depends how much Chelsea would want to have him right now and actually secure him. Do they value the thirty million or however much it is more than they offered to ha- uh, actually have him? Yeah, I mean, there's no beating around the bush. Like Chelsea need a midfielder. Like it's not up for debate. They're in trouble. All of their players. It's like it's, everyone hits that hill, don't they? And then as soon as they go over it, the fall is just Jorginho. Kante's had two Premier League starts this year. That's how injury prone he's been. Like, you got all these people just falling off the cliff, and all of a sudden, Zakaria looks like your best midfielder, and you don't even own him. He's on loan. But they're in a bad spot. They're not looking good. As Rory described it on YouTube, they're in crisis. It's Man. not looking good. It, I think it'd be a 
great statement piece, honestly, if they bought him. But it's so risky, isn't it? Buying someone that young, with, let's be honest, that little experience. Yes, he won the World Cup, but doesn't have a million appearances under his belt yet. No, and it's not that the player won the World Cup, it's the team won the World Cup in the end of the day, isn't it? I feel like players get so much hype when they win the World Cup, but yeah, it just, it just drives price tags whenever there's a Euros World yeah. Cup. Yeah, like he like he got a really good name because he like battled his way into the squad, then made himself a mainstay, didn't he? Like he did good, but again, you're only one of eleven players on the pitch, aren't yeah. you? Well, can we just take a minute? Like we're talking literally our last two people we talked about, Mudrika and Enzo, both really young players, and their team was wanting hundred million for them. Like what? What has football got to? I remember when. Um, Real Madrid bought Ronaldo for a hundred million from Man United, and I was like, "Wow, hundred million for a player!" Man, yeah, I mean, it's it's what you got to do now, and it's we can we could spend every week of this podcast moaning about price tags, but no, there's a point where you have to just be like, it it is what it is, isn't it? Inflation's happening, clubs are more expensive, everyone's paying more, so you have to pay more, don't you? Yeah. If you what if... was a fifteen million pound sign in is now a thirty million pound sign in. Yeah. It's double just like a fuel, yeah? I say, you can't get anyone that can ball for like 15 million anymore, can you? You just can't. Like, there's championship signings for 15 million. You're literally, you're literally looking at like needles and haystacks for those kind of signings. Only some people could do them like Arteta can. Martinelli cost a six. Yeah, they, they work out every now and then. Yeah. Like, you think of all the backups and stuff like that. Like, Ox has got a bit of time recently for Liverpool. Would they even sell Ox for 15 million? Probably not, right? Yeah, probably. He's probably like in the middle of 10 and, 10 and 15 right now. If that. They'd probably rather keep him than sell that for that price. Yeah, I mean, with how injury prone Jota but... is, yeah. And Diaz. <laughs> yeah, just. Jota doesn't like being fit. No. It's not that he's injury prone. He prefers being injured, no. actually. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, free paycheck is a good paycheck. <laughs> you don't have to do no work. <laughs> you... Just sat on no your ass. No training, no match day, no pressure. I would have loved to earn his kind of money being injured with an ACL for the rest of my life. Yeah, Manso. Uh, yeah, another massive one. But And then, so Chelsea have made a statement piece, obviously leading on from Enzo. They have signed the centre-back, which I'm going to pass on to you to pronounce his name perfectly. Hit us with it. Benoit. Badiash Shiel. I hope I nailed it. I have it. no idea how you said it, so I'm going to say you nailed it. Congrats. Good job. I'm proud just, of you. Why don't we just call him Ben? Yeah, let's call him Ben. Um, so Ben has signed for Chelsea. Um, here comes the kicker. A seven-year deal yeah i mean tell me what, tell me your thoughts what is chelsea doing with these seven-year deals like i swear they've done it a couple of times doesn't keppa have like a seven-year deal yeah, keppa has Ke- a seven-year keppa deal. was the first one wasn't he the first i think he was the first one in football wasn't he to get a seven yeah year. like what are these seven-year deals man like yeah bro can you imagine having guaranteed money for seven years and like, you, bro, he, he, he could get injured, end his career, just not turn out good, and you have to pay him for seven years. What are you yeah, doing? Or you got to buy him out. Man, I want it. Like, what? That's what like, the fuck? Th- there is a percentage chance that it ends up being a great decision because he could go on, you know, and win a fucking Ballon d'Or, right? And you're, you could you only have to pay him that amount. 
what is that chance? Yeah. <laughs> it has to be so small, right? I mean, what what I don't get with seven-year deals as well is, let's say a player is doing good, right? Let's say Ben wins whatever in the next two years, right? They're not going to be paying him the same deal they've been paying. Against the team at a tournament or whatever. Yeah, they're not going to be paying him the same amount for the seven years, or he's going to leave. Yeah, he'll just renegotiate his salary, won't he? Yeah, or someone else is going to buy his <laughs> buyout or something. So, like, what is the point? What is the actual point of a seven-year deal? Please tell me. I don't know. It's odd, isn't it? It's just... Oh, I don't know. It's just so risky. But at least he's young. At least there is merit to signing him. Yeah. I'd feel so much better if this was five years. But... But uh, whatever, yeah. they're good. They're clearly got a strategy, don't they? They have something in mind here. They're clearly trying to do something. And look where they so are. I respect tenth. that. <laughs> but let's judge Todd Bailey's signings at least. Let's give him that respect. Yeah. Um. But how much? How much do we know about this guy? Well, he's from Monaco. He's played from 2018, and he's only 21, and that is 135 appearances. So the guy might as well so... be a veteran in the game. Because he, he's played what now? Uh, five seasons. Five seasons of football. Enzo, obviously not whole seasons, but damn, that's a lot of game time by that age. Man, when he turns twenty nine, his legs are going to be given up on him. But do you know what this reminds me of? Of when Verstappen first started being in Formula One as a seventeen year old kid. Yeah, it just doesn't sound right at all, does no, it? Like you say it, and you're like, seriously. Like, really? <laughs> right. So, I mean, like, this guy could turn out good. Like, he's six foot four. He looks like a unit. You know, he's got five or six goals in his career. He gets the odd one. Like, there's no reason to doubt this. This looks yeah. a, a good. Disagree, disagree with the seven year part, but this looks like a decent bit of business, right? Yeah, I mean, from the stats and kind of everything, it does look like he's a decent center back. And I feel like Chelsea do need that kind of thing in their team right now, especially with Kulubani you know not being the cooler daddy we know no he's not cooler daddy is he anymore he is cooler bali now <laughs> he should have stayed in syria bro mm, yeah you shouldn't see that but hindsight but now they said so they've got fafana and ben in theory that could be playing center back for them for the next six years yeah that's mad are those two good enough will they be good enough who knows <laughs> we'll, we'll see or we'll Thiago, but... or we will see tiago silva playing with crutches and Four years. <laughs> Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, right back. <laughs> bro, I think like Aspilicueta is a very undermined player, bro. That guy's been battling the trenches for uh, days now. He's been out there he's in been the a, sticks. He's been, he's been a war dog, but he has hit the, the thing that Milner's hit this season. Like now, he ain't good enough. Like that is <laughs> his spirit, his everything, his like his will his attitude his everything the way he played the game his brain was he was never mega talented it took him to the level didn't it but then yeah. as soon as your legs give up on you the... when you play that style of football you just like you just fall to the ground no. and it's not pretty is it it no. really isn't i mean it's because of reese james right because he's just been injured this season right yeah, that's scary, man. I feel bad for him. Like, he's got to sort out whatever's happening. But you see Potter publicly said that um, he played a week or two too soon. So they've publicly admitted that they played him a bit too soon and they've lost him again. See, that's, that's in my opinion, when clubs do that, it's just so not worth it, man. Like, I get it, you're 10th and you need results so right, right now, but wait a week and you can 
potentially save yourself a couple months of him being out. I don't know. It's just so short-sighted, though, isn't it? But, again, like, he was probably telling them, I'm fit, I'm ready. He's a footballer. He wants to play, right? Yeah. So he probably was contributing to the problem a little bit. Um, but you're the manager, right? It comes down on you. Yeah, I mean, they clearly know what the issue is. So the doctors are clearly saying no. The player was like, play me. And... The doctors would have been right in that middle, wouldn't they? So they don't get it on their head. Like, uh, you probably shouldn't play him, but you've and then he'd be like, you've also got a trusted players in these situations. They know their body best, and then so like, whatever happens, it's not a medical guy's fault. <laughs> the, the physio probably got into the office. He was like, well, he's probably not ready. If you want to play him, play him, but don't make me come back into your office and tell you I told you so. And then you see Reese uh, James in the medical room the next day, and be like, hmm. Back again, are we? What's up, bro? High five, bro. You done it again. You done yourself a good one. Give me that calf. Let me stretch that out. <laughs> or he's just doing exactly uh, what Jota's doing, bro. Free paycheck. <laughs> we could do it right in the bench. Yeah, bro. He's like, yeah, you know That's what? Your, this year I don't want to work. I just want to. I just want to travel the world with an injury. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I think that's all the massive transfer things we've got going on, right? I think yeah. just as a token, I think January has been a bit quieter than I anticipated. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was expecting more to happen, but I don't know what I was expecting, if that makes sense. I don't know who I thought was going to be moving. Mm. Maybe Jude. I feel like I was expecting Jude just to move. I thought it was. I, I was expecting Jude to move, mm, but other than that, yeah. like, yeah. nothing else. Yeah, I agree. So obviously this week we've had FA Cup fixtures. Um, no Premier League, sad times. But Sometimes. FA Cup, it's right at that kind of middling round, isn't it? Where you got some lower teams in there who are gunning for it. All the Premier League teams who don't really care. So like, it's one of those iffy rounds, isn't it? You get a few upsets, but mostly everything goes to plan, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm just quickly looking at the Arsenal, Arsenal Scorkers are playing right now, but it's still no, no, cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I so, yeah. do, do you want to kick us off with uh, our kind of honourable mentions for some of the games that we've uh, we've kind of seen so far this weekend or this week? Yeah, we've picked up three to kind of just have a brief chat about. Um, Villa losing to Stevenage is, I think, the biggest upset on paper, I think, on yeah. the weekend. Uh, not good, not good at all. But again, with these rounds, Villa fans will say... Less games, we have to focus on the league because we're in trouble anyway. But it's not a good luck, is it? Losing to Stevenage. No, that is definitely not. Like, even if you play a kind of mix of your B team and A team, you should still be pulling through, you know? Even if it's scrappy, yeah, at least pull sure. through. It was a 90th minute winner. Absolute yeah. classic of an underdog win. No, that, that's what dreams are made of. Ah, uh, what, that's what City fans are made of, mate. <laughs> He's not talking about Man City, he's talking That's about Bristol City. Uh, yeah, the boys. <laughs> the boys. If you haven't known so far. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was expecting a lot a lot better from Aston Villa. I feel like with uh, Thingy coming in, a good evening, whatever his name is, em- Emery, I um, I thought... Yeah, the league, you know, the league performance has been pretty good, hasn't yeah. it? Like, this is just throwing a spanner right in all of it. I feel like they would want to... I, I don't know why. I thought if I was a Villa fan, I'd want us to go a little bit further in a cup this year. 
Yeah, cheeky little cut run always keeps the fans happy, doesn't it? Yeah. For sure. Like especially as the manager, keep them on your side, get a cheeky quarterfinals and maybe lose on a tight game, you know, <laughs> what could have been maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is an odd one. Yeah. I, I'd say I don't know their whole team. I know they didn't play a terrible team, so yeah, you don't feel good about that as a Villa fan. Yeah, I mean I guess we didn't watch the game, so we don't know exactly what went on, but it doesn't look like good news. No. Um, so the next game I actually picked out from the from a biff of games. It was a massive pot, but I, this one caught my eye actually. And Wrexham United won against Coventry City for free, and it was it it was a really good game to watch probably because Coventry actually scored two goals as being one man down and four one down. So. Yeah, uh, that's that's one where uh, the ticket price is well worth. Yeah, like, bro, 4-1 down, one man down as well. I'd be packing up my shin pads, bro, into my bag, and I'd be ready to go home. <laughs> going home. <laughs> see you, Ryan Reynolds. I'll, I might see you one more time one day. Like, no chance, but yeah. yeah it's crazy. Home. Big upset as well. Non-league team being obviously a professional team. You love to see it. It's what yeah. the cups are made of, and it? it's why it's why it's why these cups are there for these smaller clubs and stuff to get those boosts of income, to get those boosts of names. This is why obviously these competitions need to be a thing for the future. Yeah. Um. Even though for Arsenal, Liverpool, it seems like a bit of a drag. Like these things need to be there in place. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I like I'm one of those people that sometimes forgets that you know the FA Cup is actually bettering off the lower end teams. You know, because I guess how you said for Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City. Who cares about these, you know, midweek FA Cup games, you know? But it is quite important for teams like Wrexham, Coventry, you know, those kind of teams. Yeah, I mean, a draw hasn't been done as well. But like like Wrexham, like think of the fixture they could get next. Yeah. Mental, right? I'm not sure who they can and get. That's, cause that's it, there should be for. like a, there should be a, um, like a team that they should be having, like mathematically, I think. Because I know Arsenal will either get Man City or Chelsea, I think it's Man City. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. Yeah, something like that. So I think Wrexham will have the okay. next opponent, theoretically. Okay, cool. Yeah. But props to them. Woohoo! Raising yeah. us to Ryan Reynolds. Big up the Wrexham. Ching ching. <laughs> uh, yeah, and our last game, Liverpool versus Wolves, ended 2 2. What can Not we say pretty. about Liverpool? I assume you've yeah. seen the, the pass to the striker. Yeah, that yes, that that's, that's, a, that's a hard one to watch, isn't it? That, that was diabolical. But that's... I don't think that is the big point in the game. Like a mistake happens, right? Your Premier League football players they play millions of minutes of football. The big thing is that over ninety minutes they wasn't really better than Wolves, were they? Like they, it was a contest, and it's not yeah. it's not a good look. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there was times that Liverpool were really on the attack and creating chances, and then yeah, you're some, right, you're right, you're th- right. there were some like really average moments. So I, I think if you really argue and go into the stats, you can maybe argue that Liverpool were the better team, but they weren't clearly better team. Yeah, I think it just continues to hide their midfield problem, doesn't it? This game, like they started arguably their best three midfielders, and they didn't control the game. So it's just like. It's not yeah. prey. They they play back too much nowadays. They're not piercing. They're not the the dog that they had in midfield. They're just fading a little bit, aren't they? Which is obviously fair. They've been going yeah, at I mean, it for five or six years. These players. Yeah, when you go for the league for that that long, it's just going to take a hit on you at some point. And at some point, you're just going to have enough. 
Yeah, how many times can you tell the same player to get up, go again, we can win more, we can be better? I said yeah. they were two games away from being the best team in football history. Two two games, that's it. Yeah. How are you telling Henderson, we can go, we can go again? Like, no, we can't. Yeah. That's it, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. <laughs> damn alone. Did you see he has a little bit of a bold spot going on on the back of his head? No, does he? That's tragic. Yeah, man. I see. RIP the man. He's getting old, man. He's getting old. But That's um, sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that kind of finishes off. We're testing out a little bit of a uh, shorter podcast mm. today. We're going to have a little bit longer one for the 10th episode than Bilestone. But I guess over to you. What What is the question of the day today for us? I got, I got a good one today. Obviously, keeping it on the football theme. Right. If you if you could spawn in any football top with a player's name on it, like no cost or anything, boop, what are you spawning in for yourself? Um, you know what? I don't know why this is a, this is a very very weird one. We both say that neither of us can pick our club. As yeah, a thing to I mean, I, I wasn't even going to. I want to. I want to get a Roma top of Zalewski on it. He's this nineteen-year-old uh, Polish guy. The winger. Yeah, he's been killing it over there, hasn't he? I th- yeah, I think he's played a couple of games and he's been doing quite well. So that's the top out spawner. Yeah, I think I'll go a bit more mainstream. I love the idea of having a um, a Neymar Barcelona top. Yeah, that'd be cool. As soon as like you said, as soon as you said the little bit older top, I really would love the black Inter Milan top. It was all black with Pire- yellow Pirelli on the middle. That, yeah, that, that was, was a sex big. that was a sexy kit that I would actually love. But yeah, shout out to the old school kits and obviously the player names mean so much, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I guess that's it from us on this Monday afternoon, well Monday evening. <laughs> we'll see you yeah. guys next week with the big one. We'll see you at ten, baby. See ya boys and girls. Lots of girls. Lots lots of girls. <laughs>